So Molly has a full plate. Issa and Nathan are very serious and oh child where does Issa go from here what is she about to do because this preview for next week the end of this week's episode Nick what okay let's get into that and so much more on this episode of he got y'all let's start the motherfucking show y'all an insecure after show where we discuss plots predictions and so much more i'm your host malcolm smith thanks for joining the kid today (sighs) i will say that this is my second time doing this fucking intro because the last (sighs) what i have recorded earlier today apparently is not not anywhere to be found all i have are the last nine minutes of the episode So yeah, we're back. We're back again. I know, uh, you know, this is your first time at the rodeo. Apparently, uh, the universe wanted me to have rehearsal today. So we had a rehearsal earlier. And now we're doing the show live. So yes, let's get into it. No time to waste, especially because time has already been wasted. So <clears throat> let's jump right in. Last night, we got episode five of Insecure titled Surviving. Okay. Directed by Kerry Washington, who just be doing all the serious shit. The last episode that Kerry Kerry Washington directed was some serious shit. I think it was uh, the episode where Issa and Molly had that big blow up last season. And I think episode nine. I think that was Kerry Washington. But yes, uh, Kerry Washington doing the serious directorial shit on Insecure. uh, And then written by Laura Cottrell. So yes, this week's episode rating going to be an 8.5. You know, it was a little, a little, uh, emo for me in some areas, some stuff. I was like, oh, this is hitting a little close to home, child. So yes, but, uh, 8.5 solid, solid, uh, episode last night. So let's get into the motherfucking flowers for this week. So in reviewing this show, not this show, Insecure, this show, like this actual show, like he got y'all. I have found that I have sometimes been a little too, uh, well, not found, (laughs) but sometimes I'd be like, damn, bitch, you be sounding real thirsty on the podcast. You be sounding real, like, posh and dehydrated. It's it's, it's giving, you know, drought. It's giving help. Like, it's giving we need to assist this man. So I've decided to not uh, spend so much time on this show ogling over the men that are on the show. However, motherfucking flowers for this week are going out too. Nathan's thighs. Did y'all see them thighs on that bench last night? Oh. 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 Oh, Kendrick. Oh, Kendrick Sampson. It's a problem. It's a problem around these parts. Um. So, yes. I've spoke my piece. I'll say that. That is it. No. <laughs> but those do get half the flowers this week because fine. Also, when he walked into the room in those boxes, I was like, okay. Okay, Kendrick, I see you. Okay. But actual flowers for this week is going out to Aunt Kiki. Yes, Molly's Aunt Kiki, who just had me cracking up the entire episode, asking a doctor about her cough, talking about it used to sound like this. Now it sounds like this. Is it cancer? Miss Mamas, girl, what, what, you're not a patient here. You're, you're a guest. You're a visitor. You have a visitor pass. You will be kicked out by 8 p.m. You are not in the hospital you are not admitted leave these doctors alone (laughs) and i feel like she wasn't even like i feel like she was at like the nurse's station like not even talking to like someone that is actually practicing like in that actual moment just like oh you might be sitting here doing some clerical work but uh 
what about this cough I got? What you think this is? Like, on Kiki, girl, what? So, between that and her getting on the phone with Betty, who was so determined to say a prayer for Mama Carter, and Molly was like, listen, love it, not really the moment for that right now. And she's like, all right, Betty, we'll send it as a text, which probably was going to be through WhatsApp with a gif of one of those glittery, sparkly prayer hands because whatsapp and aunties so yeah shout out to aunt kiki who was just holding it down last night for me in the joke department uh and then let's get into last week's people poll question so last week the question was will Issa and nathan be able to go the distance is this thing about to be a thing well if i was a really good mathematician i would have crunched these numbers and you know did it for you solidly but uh, I didn't. So, uh, <laughs> and I already told y'all, math is not my song stroop. Oh, clearly English isn't either. Math isn't my strong suit. So, yeah, not doing all of that. But the options were, hell yeah, these two are finally together. Or, uh-uh, it's a no for me, dog. Now, on Spotify, this was interesting. It was actually an even split. 50% of you said, hell yeah, these two are finally together. While the other half of you were like, uh-uh, it's a no for me, dog. However, on the Twitter poll, this really exposed uh, the true feelings of how we feel. <laughs> Twitter poll, only 30% of you said, hell yeah, these two are finally together. While the other 69% were like, uh-uh, it's a no for me, dog. I guess that would be 70% because, okay, while I'm not that good at math, I know 30 and 69 don't really add up to 100. So, yes, the other 70% were like, uh-uh, it's a no for me, dog. Which, wow, 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 wow. Not really fucking with the Issa Nathan moment. All right, I see how we're feeling out here in these streets. <laughs> so, Let's just jump right in. We have no time to waste, especially because we've already wasted a whole episode that y'all don't even know about. But it's okay. I'm not going to keep bringing it up. I'm not I'm not bitter. I'm not salty. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm not mad at all. I'm actually happy the episode got erased, okay? <sighs> I'm stressed. <laughs> but here we go. <laughs> all right. So the big three. So first up, uh, let's just get into this Molly Mama's moment because there's a lot going on with this. So the episode opens up. And Molly is getting that box munched, honey. Now, this isn't the same guy she left the party with in the last episode. I don't know how much time has passed between last episode and, you know, what we got last night. But, yes, definitely not the guy that was at the Jason Derulo party. Not at all. But uh, we meet Cliff, or we don't really meet Cliff, but, you know, Cliff is in the bed uh, going to town having Sunday dinner. And Molly gets the call, well, she gets several calls, honestly, that her mom is in the hospital. So we cut to Molly and her family in the hospital, and the doctor's telling them that they have to say their goodbyes. So they walk into the hospital room, and we see this older woman in the bed. So for a hot minute, I was like, oh, so it's her grandmother. And then I was like, well, no, that can't be, because they were saying her mom. So it's not her grandmother. It's not even her mother. It's a complete stranger that they are looking at. Like, these people have no idea who this woman in the bed is, only for them to be like, uh, Doc, sorry to this woman. She could be walking down the street. I wouldn't know a thing. They have no idea who this lady is. But they turn around to walk out the room, and then they have, like, this weird us. Was that us? Yeah, us doppelganger-esque moment where, like, this whole family 
doesn't exactly look like them, but still kind of looks like them. It was very odd how they like matched that up. I think maybe an homage to the us Jordan Peele situation. Because I'm trying to think, when did us come out? I feel like that was right before the pandemic. I want to, because I know I saw us in theaters. That might have been like February 2020. I don't, I really don't remember, but in any event, it felt like an, an an homage to that. So yeah, shout out to Jordan Peele if that's what was going down. But it was such a solid way to inject some humor in a moment that really shouldn't be funny at all. But if you've ever gone through anything traumatic in your life, hopefully you've been able to find the comedy in it because some of the best belly laughs I have ever gotten in my black ass life have been in a hospital and at a funeral. <laughs> like, and it sounds bad to say, and I mean. Okay, listen, you all, obviously we're not clowning the dead, but like when stuff is so serious, it's so much easier for things to be funny because like even the smallest joke really lands like some Chris Rock shit because you're like, yo, like, bitch, I'm in my bag. Like, I'm going through it. So anything that is remotely funny in moments like that really are like really, really funny. So I love that they use that to uh, use that moment to inject some comedy into what was going to be a very uh dark-esque but sad episode overall well specifically with molly not overall but you know anyway they finally get to the correct room they see mama carter and all ain't right all is not really well but things are looking better than they initially thought so i think it's a big sigh of relief for everybody involved and in that moment molly asks the nurse to be added to the point of contact list and i said wow this is really grown titty woman shit because even in all that Molly has going on, which really right now is kind of just work. So I guess her plate isn't too, too full. Like, you know, it could be working a lot of other fuck shit going on. But for the most part, you know, Molly's kind of solid side. It's not surprising or like I could see her picking this up. I mean, even if Molly was super busy, I feel like she would still be adding herself to the point of contact list because her mama. But in a bigger picture, I like that they tapped on this because so much of what goes on in families really rely on the women and i i i know women know this i think sometimes men get kind of oblivious to that you know realization um or to that reality because it really doesn't matter what age like if the matriarch of your family is in crisis the daughter is going to step up honestly whether she wants to or not sometimes they can be forced into stepping up or it can happen kind of organically but either way like the step up energy is going to be present like no matter how much you do, sometimes the energy will still be like, but why you didn't do more? It's like, nigga, what? I'm already doing everything. Like, why aren't you doing more? Sorry, I'm going down. Uh, I'm projecting. <laughs> but anyway, I say all of that to say, uh, as as the daughter, as the woman in the family, sometimes those responsibilities fall so heavily on you when it could easily be, easily be, easily be distributed <laughs> between um the rest of the family you know like molly has like those two brothers she has her dad like it doesn't have to be so molly all day all the time but it's looking like it's going to be molly all day all the time with the help of the dad of course but you know like that's his wife so like the dynamic is different so but i hope that this doesn't become too much for molly because listen between the weight of the actual issue that you're dealing with on top of everyone else looking to you for updates or even worse, solutions. Oh my God, so draining. So yeah, sorry, that's not exactly what we're discussing, but you get my point. But I say all that to say women are always holding it down. So I'm curious to see how this will affect Molly in her work life. I mean, we're 
already kind of saw it where you know Torian calls her and is like you know what's good with the deliverables because you said you was delivering the deliverables and even in this moment like you know Molly's still trying to like figure out the balance of like how can I do both of these solidly and I don't think and you all can correct me I don't think we've ever seen Molly really juggle work and personal life you know like we've seen molly go to work and then we've seen molly be fucking draw on the side but we've never seen molly really have to like really balance being you know like uh not a primary caretaker because she's not technically a caretaker yet but i feel like it is it is the beginning of that energy you know like it is the beginning the, the seeds are being planted for molly to possibly have to be juggling going to the hospital and going to work and like all of that shit really begins to take a toll on you. So I really hope, or not hope, but I really hope Molly can hold it down. But I'm really curious to see where we're going to navigate with this story. Because, you know, to fast forward just a little bit, even by the end of the episode, we see that, you know, Molly's mama is still in the hospital. So this is something that I feel like will be going on for quite a while. But speaking of women holding it down, Issa shows up to the hospital and... This scene was just uh, so good for me. So I know we've been saying for the last few weeks, like, oh, now they back. Or like, oh, they solid, solid now. I.e. last week in the Uber with, uh, what, what is the child's name that works at the barbershop with Nathan? Risha? I think her name is Risha. Forgive me. I am now fresh off of a podcast, 8 a.m. flight, and exhaustion. And I went to brunch yesterday and karaoke. And it was a lot of fun, but I was very, I wasn't that drunk. But in any event, my brain is kind of all over the place today. But I believe her name is Risha. And she, yes, yeah, so even in that moment, a lot of you all, and even myself, was kind of like, look at Molly being very direct, you know, figuring shit out for her girl Issa. Yes, real best friend shit, real texting each other in the car. But this shit last night, though, no, this shit last night really did, like, you know, make solid more solid because this was the moment for me like showing up for your friend in a moment like this means more than words could even truly express like this is this is real friendship like between Issa and molly like this is truly what relationships like this i don't want to say are built on but really are like become so much stronger from when you're going through a thing like this with a friend you know like it really does uh, yeah it really yeah 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 yeah. so it just makes them so much stronger and Prentice was saying this on the wind down last night but he was like this is where the real work comes in for friendships like it's easy to go to brunch and pop bottles and be on lit trips and go into Tulum with your girls and it's popping but like who can you call when your mama done had a stroke and you need somebody to bring you some clothes that are not some shit you got from Fashion Nova? You know, like, who who can you call? Who can you run to? Who can you run to? So I really did value, um, you know, I, I just love this friendship. But I really did appreciate that moment because, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's Molly's rock. Issa's Molly's rock. So, yes, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So later in the episode, and I'll be honest, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this because, you know, this storyline was, it was a little sad, you know, not a little, it was a lot of sad, like seeing, uh, you know, hospital shit, sad shit, you know, first of all, very relatable, very, very relatable, but 
Uh, yeah, just, you know, we're, we're going to, I'm going to say my last bit on this and then we can move on to something a little bit more, you know, lighthearted, but we definitely got to discuss it. So, uh, Issa and Molly in that scene towards the end of the episode, actually the last scene they're in together before, you know, the awkward hallway baby moment happened, (laughs) but, uh, Molly brings up something that I think a lot of us do when a family member is going through a crisis, um, and she begins to place and she begins to place the blame on herself, which Dr. Rhonda would not be happy about, Molly, I just have to say. But very, very real and very, very relatable. So so she begins to place the blame on herself for riding someone's face while her mama was having the stroke. And it spoke to me deeply. I mean, to be transparent, you know. So my mom actually had a stroke about oh geez, is this Oh my God, I'm still in college. This is maybe like 2015, 15, 16, somewhere in there. But definitely like, you know, a couple of, several years ago now. But um, yeah, she had a stroke, you know, praise God. You know, she's she's doing all right. She's still around here carrying on, you know. Mona's still Mona. That's my girl. <laughs> but um, all of those thoughts really do run through your head. Like, while I personally was not riding someone's face, you know, <laughs> the night that my mom had her stroke, I was actually, where was I at? I was at work. I was at work and I was supposed to go to my friend's birthday party after. And like something in my spirit was just like, nigga, you need to go home. And like, I guess that was just God talking to me because I really wanted to go to my friend's party. And I felt so, oh my goodness, I felt so bad that night because I had missed his birthday so many years in a row because of work and i was like i don't care what time i get off tonight i'm coming i'm gonna show up blah 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 and then my spirit was just like nigga get on the d train and go home because you need to be in your house and then you know i got home and got the news and yeah so that's how that played out but even the thought because even for myself like even though i didn't actually go to the party the fact that i was even contemplating it i mean of course i didn't know at the time that you know what had happened but I still felt kind of guilty about being like, I was about to do what? Like, when you put everything in perspective in hindsight, you're like, I was about to be going where for what when this was happening? Like, it really does kind of, like, eat away at you in a, in a way and then also kind of make you really, I won't say really feel like shit, but, like, it does kind of, it, it, it gets weird. It gets really weird. So I like that they put that in there because a really a pure moment like a really pure genuine moment and yeah yeah it was solid it was solid you all so in any event so after that scene molly ends up in the room with her mom alone her mom is still laying in the bed uh she is not you know conscious she's not able to speak to them but there was something that happened that was just so sweet and so pure and just uh, it was so genuine like and Kerry Washington and Prentice Penny were on uh, Instagram Live last night. Actually, Prentice, Kerry, and also Yvonne Orji, um, they were saying that that moment wasn't even in the script. Like, there was nothing about Molly lays in the bed with her mom or, like, nothing along those lines. But, you know, Yvonne was just in there acting. And Kerry Washington was like, you know, go for it. Like, like play it real. Like, play it honest. And I really enjoyed that she got in the bed with her mom because it's just like... If you're, if anybody you loved was in a hospital bed and you thought this might be the last time you see them or this could have been the last, like, you know, like, I I really did value that sweet, genuine, like, 
I'm going to go lay in the bed with my mama. And it was just so beautiful to watch. It was just so, so, uh, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, yes, you all. All right, we're going to move on from this. But I just want to say, as someone that has lived through this, y'all got this on the head, writers. Like, this was a very accurate, like, the inner monologues, the outer monologues, the looking shit up on WebMD. <laughs> like, all of the boxes were checked in this storyline. So just... Shout out to y'all. Yes, good work. Because when I tell you, I was like, this is hitting very close to home. And I am a little too lit to be watching this. Okay. But yes. So <laughs> anyway, that's where we end with that. We'll see where things continue on with Molly's mama in the weeks to come. But, you know, we we hope she's going to be all right, child. We hope she's going to be okay. That's that's what we're hoping for. Because we don't need no, uh, no funerals on Insecure. We were here for the comedies. Okay, girls? We want to laugh. But I did just say funerals be having the best comedy. So... Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, let's get into Issa and Nathan. So these two are really getting serious with each other. So the episode opens up. Issa wakes up at Nathan's. What's this how the episode opened? Well, no, the episode opened with Molly sitting on uh, old dude's face. But the episode later opens. Open secondly <laughs> with Issa waking up at Nathan's house and she has a free morning because Koya is out sick because, you know, she got that weak immune system because a mama only fed her tricks yogurt growing up, which yanks not good, but <laughs> she's free. Nathan also has a semi-free day because his morning clients have canceled and it seemed like these two look like they want to spend all day together but don't really know how to say it to each other. And I'm like... You know, I don't really know what was happening before we got dropped into this scene. But I feel like if y'all didn't just finish fucking, y'all finished fucking a few hours ago. Like, y'all have been intimate enough where <laughs> I feel like if you want to say, hey, let's grab lunch today, y'all can just grab lunch. Like, this whole beating around the bush thing was kind of weird to me. But again, as we see coming up later in the episode, some of us are better at communicating than others about how we feel and I think this was a bit of a precursor for that. So, yes, these two are, you know, tiptoeing around each other. And it's just like, yo, niggas, if you want to grab margaritas and tacos, just say that. Like, what's the problem? So the only thing that's truly standing in their way is that Molly and Issa also had lunch plans. And this is when Issa calls Molly and gets the news. So after this, Nathan drives Issa to the hospital. Not going to lie. That's big boyfriend energy. Because sis really could have just caught a lift. Like, sis could have got on, you know, the bus. She could have, you know, called the mall. She could have called so many people. Well, probably not a mall, child. Where is a mall, actually? We have not seen a mall this whole season. Hmm. Anyway, Issa's brother. Well, yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, plenty of people she could have called to get a ride to the hospital. But, you know, Nathan was there. And Nathan gives her a ride. He then waits for her. He then drives her to Molly's house. He then, well, he doesn't really walk Flavor Flav, but he mentions that Flav should be walked. And I said, wow, okay. Uh, Alexa, can you play I Want to Be Your Man? Because it's giving I Want to Be Your Man. <laughs> like, this is big Bay energy. So, wow, not me fucking talking to Alexa as a joke and the real fucking Alexa's piping up in the background. Bitch, shut up. Hold on. Alexa, stop. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> so I'm at my brother's house and I'm recording it in uh it's a closet, but it's a it's 
it's gonna sound very bougie it's a walk-in closet but like these niggas live in atlanta so like almost every like house has like a quote-unquote walk-in closet but i did not realize that there's like an uh i don't want to say her name again but uh a girl in the corner that takes requests and things so yeah you pipe down honey this is not a uh, a two-person podcast okay stay in your place anyway uh where was i oh yes because this is big bay energy like you're doing all of this stuff for her like it's giving my man but we'll get back to that in just a minute so while they're at molly's house getting her a non-ho fit like i said nathan notices flavor flave and Issa walked in the kitchen like who oh yeah him oh she loves him aka i don't want nothing to do with this damn dog we don't got no beef but we but we really don't have no love either <laughs> like the dog is here i be here but i do not give a damn about your puppy your kitten your hamster any of your furry fur baby i i'm happy that you have them me over here don't give a fuck about them so that was the energy i was definitely getting from isa and oh my goodness wow this episode is like doubly relatable is that a word doubly doubly relatable we're gonna make it a thing hashtag doubly relatable um yes yeah, so <laughs> nathan is like well you know let's walk the dog which isn't a bad idea but for Issa D being left in charge of another living being, I don't know. I don't know if that was the best idea. Uh, we see it wasn't. So while walking William Drayton, Issa gets a call from the queen herself. Oh, my goodness. I stand. Miss Wendy Raquel Robinson, a.k.a. Tasha Mack, a.k.a. I got your bitch in my trunk, a.k.a. Piggy Greer. Uh, I just love Wendy Raquel Robinson so much. That is just one of my faves. So, um, also known as Issa's mama. So, Issa's mama calls. And while she's on the call, she notices that Issa keeps looking back at this person. And Mama D is like, who are you talking to? Who is this person? And put him on the phone. So, Nathan hops in the camera. And it is very, very invasive FaceTime. She asks Nathan if he's Issa's boyfriend. And he says yes, which uh, uh, okay, all right. I didn't okay. I didn't know that was what was happening, but all right, okay. So y'all are boyfriend and girlfriend now. This is beautiful, love and happiness. Shout out to Al Green. We love to see it. You know, we truly do love to see it, or so we think. But we'll get back to that. So, the FaceTime ends, and Issa is all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed because she'd have been claimed in front of her mama. And, you know, the doll is happy. The doll is happy that she has been acknowledged properly in the love department. And good for Issa. You know, good for Issa. And in this moment, it's also bad for Issa because she loses Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav done ran off child and got off the lease. He's somewhere down in Inglewood going to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles or Randy's Donuts or you can tell I'm not really from LA, right? Like, I don't know any, I don't know anything about LA except what they be showing on TV. But, you know, he's out running the LA streets with the girls. You don't have time to be bothered. And two things about this scene. A, very relatable because <laughs> funny enough that this is coming up now because I'm actually, again, at my brother's house. But, when I, my brother used to live in another state, blah, 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 blah. But I was at his old house and he had a dog, right? So I go outside. I'm like, I'm going to walk the dog. I had to be like 12 or 13. Was I even 13? I don't even think I was in high school yet. I might've been like, a, well, maybe like 11, 12. Um, 
But like, I'm like, I'm gonna go outside. I'm gonna walk the dog. Somehow the dog got. I don't know if the dog got off the leash or if the leash fell out of my hand. I don't remember how it happened, but somehow this dog fucking takes off like down the street, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna kill me. Like my brother is actually going to put his bare hands around my neck and strangle the fuck out of me. This is it. This is it. I'm done. This was fun, you all. I had a blast. It was a great summer. But this is the end of my days. <laughs> Thankfully, much like Flavor Flav, the dog came right back to the porch or to the house, child. And I was like, okay, good. Because what I did not have in me was, hey, bro, the dog ran away. Like, I cannot tell him that. Like, I would just have to leave. I would have to walk back to New York City from Charlotte, North Carolina. Because how? How was I going to tell this person that? So... Say all that to say, the fact that Nathan and Issa were strolling down the street looking for this dog, I was like, y'all don't give a fuck about finding this dog. (laughs) Like, it's giving big first date energy. Me and my man strolling down the street. Sidebar, did y'all notice the poster in the background on the bus stop when they were walking that said, like, damn, I think we're always looking or we're still searching or something along the lines of, like, we're looking or we're searching. And I was like, I love a little Easter egg moment. So, Shout out to y'all for that. But yeah, there was no sense of urgency, no pep in the step, no, no nothing. Just just walking down the street like nothing was going on. So Nathan has the bright idea to go back home because in the words of the late, great Earl Simmons, every once in a while, I break out the backyard to roam and get reckless. But I still know that home is home. Snaps. Snaps for DMX. Yes, rest in peace to a New York legend. Okay. Um, so, you know, a dog always finds his way home and they get back to Molly's building. And here comes Flavor Flav. William Drayton is back on the scene with the gangster lean and all is right with the world. So, in the moment where they're sitting on the bench, Issa tells Nathan that she loves him and... He doesn't say it back, but they make out. So here's the thing, right? I saw a lot of commentary on this. A lot of people being like, well, you know, why would he not say it back? Like, why would he leave her high and dry like that? I didn't see any responses like this, but the other half of me was like, well, he didn't say it back, but they also made out and like, it might've been, I mean, listen, I'm not subscribing to this, but it might have been. I can show you better than I can tell you, but, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, and again, we know Nathan suffers from bipolar disorder, and, you know, I think he also has a problem with sometimes saying how he feels, which, you know, many people on this show can relate to, but I think going that deep on emotion so early might have been too much for him. But the middle ground was like, I'll show you that I love you by making out with you and doing all these things I've done for you, but not really saying it back to you. Because here's the thing, right? And I get where I feel like Issa was kind of set up in this and not maliciously by Nathan, but definitely set up in the idea of like, don't be doing boyfriend shit for me all day, i.e. possibly dicking me down, driving me around, helping me look for my friend's dog. Telling my mama that you are my man. Like, whoa, player, you got too much dip on your chip, my guy. Like, you're doing a lot right now. So with all of those things being so back-to-back in one day, 
I could see how Issa could be worked up to the point to say like, oh, this is why I love you. Because you've helped me. Like, you've helped me way more than you really needed to, especially for like a quote-unquote new boyfriend. Like, I mean, sure, they've been friends for like a year now. So the energy is already there. But like, this is still technically a new man in your life. Like, y'all are technically just getting together. So, yeah, it's, uh, I could see, I, I'm team Issa in the idea of saying it to him. Because, like, stop playing these mind games on people. Like, niggas want to be half in and half out. You're not a coffee creamer, my guy. Like, don't play emotional peekaboo with me. Like, you got to be in or you got to be out. You got to be hot or you got to be cold. Like, that waffle and shit, that in and out, it don't fly around here, honey bunch. It don't work. So, yeah, let me know what y'all think. Do y'all think it was weird that he didn't say it back? Because, again, it is like I can show you better than I can tell you. But the other side is, and I think this is what makes it even worse. I feel like if Issa just would have said, I love you, it would have been much more of a... I don't say a flat response, but, like, I love you has been so watered down in modern times where it's just, like, I love you is for everything. People see NeNe leaks. Let me not say that. That's shady. But, like, come on. Let's talk honestly. Like, people will see, like, somebody like NeNe leaks on the street and be like, oh, my God, I love you. And it's just, like, do you really love NeNe leaks? Or, like, do you just enjoy what she gives you on Bravo Sundays at 8 p.m.? You know? And it's, like, it's nothing wrong with that. But that L word is so strong. And I feel like it's been so devalued for lack of a better term where it's just like everything is love like oh my god i love your shoes oh my god i love this restaurant it's just like yeah like i mean you know i get the intention of the statement but you know you know so anyway i feel like i love you has been so watered down where like if she said it it probably wouldn't would not have landed the same way but saying it in the idea of here's why i love you or this is what i love about you makes it a little bit more substantial because now that you put weight on it like you now really have backed up your case your case oh what the who the fuck am i like on the people's court what the fuck am i talking about but you know like it really does like solidify your stance and what you're trying to say to this person so yeah 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 yeah. and i think also from nathan's perspective i think it really and i think this is where the makeout comes from because they make out and then we see on Issa's face it like resonates that she's aware that he doesn't say it back to her but again i think nathan has a problem kind of being forthright in exactly how he feels about things and i think part of him just felt seen which is great but i understand why a lot of people were like well why didn't you say it back to her so i'm curious if that will cause any cracks in their uh in their relationship because they're now boyfriend and girlfriend because they're dating that's a thing okay but um yeah i'm curious to see what how that plays out but yes let me know what you think was it weird that he didn't say it back tweet me at he got y'all that's also going to be the poll question of the people poll question of the week so yes there you go that's for you uh and then last but not least where do i go from here shout out to tamar braxton broken record solid record calling all lovers solid r&b album but that's not what we're discussing but where does Issa go from here child because Issa done saw the baby Issa done seen the baby and i'm not talking about that ashy nigga from charlotte north carolina Issa done seen baby eli child and i don't know i don't know 
I really don't know where we go from here because, you know, I feel like old Issa would have seen this happening from a distance, went into a corner, scurried or like hit Molly and been like, girl, like get out here or meet me on the other side of the wing. Like, you know, like figured out a way to like not be so involved in it. But the fact that we see next week that she walks up to them and strikes up a conversation is like, okay, okay, growth. Like this is a like this is a big step for Issa. Like the fact that she is walking into this like fully, like not trying to avoid the moment is a little refreshing. I'm not gonna lie. Because think about it. This is now Issa's ex, Issa's former friend, and you know, I mean, however you feel about any of your exes, like, an ex is an ex. And, like, even if you hate this nigga to the depths of your soul, there is still, at least I think for most people, a little lingering of appreciation, missing, you know, value. Like, there's just, like, like again, and I know some of y'all are looking at me like, nigga, what? Fuck Daquan. I get it. But, like... 0.1%. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> and the fact that Issa and Lawrence, when they broke up, it wasn't some big, like, fuck you, nigga. Get out my house. Throwing shoes and chandeliers and shit. I don't know how you throw a chandelier, but, you know, do your thing. But um, the fact that it ended so emotionally already has me like, oh, Issa still feels a way about him. And we know Issa still feels a way about Lawrence. Like, that's not even a, a hard idea to grasp. So, with that in mind, and then also with Condola being, like, a, a good Judy of yours that you used to kick it with on a regular, you're like, yo, like, my friend or my former friend had a baby, and we don't have beef. Like, I don't have no problem with her. So, like, let me say what's up to her and my ex and their new baby. So, yes, very weird. But, you know, oh, sorry, y'all. Okay, all right, bitch, can you relax? I'm recording this. Okay, no, you really got to chill now. So I'm recording this on a beanbag and i just feel so like lap of luxury like i'm usually sitting up in a chair upright i feel so like comfortable i have to invest in one of these child this is everything um what okay yes so anyway Issa saw the baby and yeah that's um that's where we end this week's that's where we end this week's episode so we see next week Issa's going to strike up a conversation. I'm very curious to see how this is going to go. Very curious on what she's going to be saying to these people. Um, we also see that Molly... Is Molly fucking one of her co-workers? Okay. So this whole thing about Molly in the preview for next week, right? Where she finds this watch. She finds the watch in bed or in a bed. I don't know if it's her bed. But she finds this watch. There's also like some jelly beans or like some like Skittles next to it. I'm not really sure what's happening. But then she asks what looks like could be her co-workers. Like, do, does she know who the watch belongs to? But if she knew who the watch belonged to, hmm, I take that back. So the theory I was going with was, like, if she was bringing the watch back to work to give it to the rightful owner, i.e. one of the co-workers that she was fucking. But now that I'm thinking, if she was fucking him, she would know who the co-worker is. So she wouldn't have to ask her co-workers whose watch it is. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so that's what's happening next week. And then we also see that niggas at the barbershop really trying to come for Nathan and his bipolar. Is that what we doing? We taking it there? Because that's that's beneath the belt. That's that's fighting words. Like if Nathan don't rock his shit next week, 
Sorry, let me not promote violence. Um, if Nathan doesn't get him together eloquently with his words, then we're going to have a problem. But yeah, that's that's some shit. That is some shit. So yeah, that's where we end this week's episode. That's it. So Twitter poll question. People poll question. Do we think it's weird that Nathan did not say, I love you back to Issa? Should he have said it? Should actions speak louder than words? Let me know what y'all think. Hit the poll on Spotify, also on Twitter. Of course, you can also tweet me at he got y'all and let me know what's on your mind. Okay? So, that's it. That's this week's show. You can find us wherever you're listening to this show at right now. We're also on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and Stitcher. Please rate the show, especially on Apple Podcasts. It looks like 70% of you all that listen, listen on Apple Podcasts. So please rate the show five stars. It costs you nothing. We appreciate it. Uh, And yeah, that's it for this week. So y'all be good. All right, I'll be honest. This weekend, or y'all know Thursday's Thanksgiving child, and I'm not in New York City. So um, episode might be a little late next week. Might be, might be, might be, maybe not. We'll see. But you've been warned. So there you go. All right, people. Um, I'm already big in vacation mode right now, so I will say to you, have a great Thanksgiving. Be safe. Uh, you know, eat some chicken. You know, eat some yams. Have y'all seen that picture of the mac and cheese and the yams being cooked in the same pan? Many think disgusting. I think sign me up. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, uh, yes, y'all be good, <laughs> and we'll talk next week right here on He Gods.